This podcast is made possible with collaboration and input from the LinkedIn Digital Transformation Group with reference to Google News and Wikipedia. Keeping up with digital transformation. Gabe, how many windows are there in New York City? Andy, what? Gabe, critical thinking. Common, on-the-spot question asked in an interview. Andy, okay. Let me think. Are you counting car windows? Gabe, no. How far away is the sun? Andy, ah, 93 million miles. And the diameter of the sun is 870,000 miles, which makes it 109 times wider than the Earth, n. Gabe looks visibly annoyed, 333,000 times heavier than the Earth. Gabe, shut up about the sun. Shut up about the sun. Whether or not you have seen The Office, US, and know that Gabe is annoyed that Anders' answers are correct because he dislikes him, you probably know that critical thinking questions are used to evaluate a candidate's thinking process. In fact, the World Economic Forum's WEF, The Future of Jobs Report 2020 states that critical thinking is among the top skills employers see as rising in prominence in the lead-up to 2025, along with analysis, problem-solving, and self-management skills. Although all these skills were required decades ago as well, they are more important now because organizations worldwide are facing a reskilling emergency as technology increasingly automates more tasks. Organizations need to redefine the roles of their employees as they are likely to require a different set of skills and capabilities. While hard, technical skills, programming languages, knowledge of common operating systems, AI, etc., are in demand, it is those enduring capabilities which will help employees adapt their hard skills to the changing environment and acquire new skills. Muhammad Amma, head of HR, Standard Chartered Bank Pakistan, SCB, says that in the banking industry alone, 7,000 new jobs will be created in the next five years and the dimensions of 17,000 jobs will change. There is a dearth in the market for new positions because the demand is more than the supply. In order to overcome this, we reskill our employees to enable them to take on the new roles that come. The key element in our strategy is building a future-ready workforce. Arich Khan, VP Digital, Telenor Pakistan, agrees. At Telenor Pakistan, we are investing in upskilling our workforce because the way of work, customer demands, and market dynamics are evolving. Given that banks, telecoms, and e-commerce companies are at the forefront of digitization in Pakistan, Aurora spoke to some of the top players in these sectors to find out whether Lakuni are in the talent pool they hire and what they are doing to upskill their employees. What employees need? When companies hire, some look for strong academic credentials or what you have accomplished, and others look for how passionate a candidate is about the potential job. Of the stakeholders Aurora spoke to, only one recruited their digital talent exclusively from LUMS and IBA, the others Asiatic Public Relations, April, Daras, Food Panda, SCB, and Telenor Pakistan do not necessarily look at education as a filter and although some prefer candidates with basic digital or technical skills, it is the enduring capabilities that are more important to them. As Imran Salim, Group Vice President Commercial, Daras, puts it, 
technical or functional skills are not that important for us, as they can be learned today or tomorrow unlike soft skills. Critical thinking. Of the top enduring capabilities companies believe are necessary, the most important was critical thinking a creative problem solving. According to Imshez Noor, CEO, Orange Fox, you can tell someone has good critical thinking skills if they are good at math, math teaches logic and analysis. If I ask, how many ping pong balls can you fit in a shipping container, a candidate's thinking process should demonstrate logical reasoning to answer such an abstract question. However, asking abstract questions during an interview might not always be the best way to gauge critical thinking skills. Armin Rammal, director, April, suggests that some people may not even realize that they have the ability to think critically, people deal and solve a whole host of personal problems every day. So they may well have those skills. It is the fault of the interview process, which is so formal and companies may be better off having a get-to-know-you chat rather than asking typical questions. A general weakness in critical thinking skills seems to be a fairly common complaint among many companies, and a reason why this may be is that our schooling system is based on just listening to learning rather than asking questions and holding meaningful discussions. It is a well-established fact that if students are encouraged to use logic and reasoning to question the information given to them, they are more likely to develop critical thinking skills. According to Syed Yawarik Bal, ECD, JWT Grey Pakistan, another factor that enters the equation is simply laziness. If people in Pakistan can learn to be on Tinder with multiple profiles or understand how to torrent movies and TV shows, I am sure they are capable of smart problem-solve as well. Sally opines that to encourage critical thinking, organizations should define simple and common goals for their employees. A campaign manager has designed a great campaign, but what is the end goal? There must be a simple objective everybody is working towards. For Daras, it is about acquiring 100 million customers by 2030. We define pathways for people to follow, but everyone must understand the goal. Giving them this information and then letting them get on with it allows them to be more critical in their thinking. Rian Akhtar, CDO, Karandars, says the issue is a lack of analytical skills. We have developers, coders, project managers. The question is, can they use their technical skills to solve a business problem? People who are good at developing technology are not so good when it comes to using that technology on a business problem, such as increasing sales or reducing costs. For instance, even in this day and age, you find digital products with clunky interfaces. Engineers who develop these interfaces need to understand the emotional, psychological, and rational needs of the product's users and translate them into the interface's design. We are getting better at this, but compared to the rest of the world we are far behind. Kareem also opines that analytical skills, along with AI, visualizing, financial modeling and sound knowledge of how tech works overall are important. Ability to unlearn. To gain new skills, employees often need to unlearn what they have learned at college or at previous organizations. Mental agility and adaptability are what enable employees to let go of preconceived notions and adapt to new roles. According to Salim, 
The ability to learn and unlearn and thrive in uncomfortable situations is very important. Technical and functional skills can be learned on the job, even if you are a medical student who comes here. But you must be prepared to move out of your comfort zone. Most DARA's employees have taken courses to learn a programming language called SQL, which we use to input information to get various data from business data warehouses. Whether it is a salesperson that goes into the city every day or a digital strategist, the ability to retrieve the right data and identify trends and patterns is important. Amma adds that unlearning is more of a challenge for older employees. People who have been working in a certain way for 25 years and now have to adapt to new ways of working, that is where unlearning comes in. The problem is that we don't unlearn how we used to work, we try to manipulate new ways of working with old ways of working. Finding passion. What I look for when I am hiring is how passionate a person is. There are many positions in my department that require digital as a core skill set digital project managers, data scientists, and UX or UI developers. But at Telenor Pakistan, we are not necessarily looking for people with these skills only. Skills can be taught, but the right attitude makes all the difference, says Khan. It is about how invested you are in your own learning and how passionate you are about the job. When you work at a telco, 95% of the burden is making believers out of non-believers. One needs to be able to tell a story and be invested in the delivery of that transformation. Noman Azhar, CDO, JS Bank, says companies should be placing people in jobs they are happy doing. If a candidate for an administrative role shows more interest and capabilities for an HR role, hire him for HR instead. If someone has a degree in finance but is interested in technology, put them in a relevant role. Being empathetic. Given that the end goal of most companies is to serve their customers, empathy helps employees not only to understand what they want, it makes them more patient and understanding during teamwork. Salim stresses that the most important skill for him is empathy because one should be able to put oneself in another person's shoes and think from that perspective. We might think that displaying the latest Samsung phone as the first search result for Samsung phone on Dara's is a good idea because customer KO Tichahiai Hoga. However, the reality is that most customers are looking for a phone that is below 15,000 rupees with WhatsApp capabilities. To be effective, Employees must be able to rewire their own preferences and empathize with a larger audience. Self-improvement. Self-improvement has always been an important aspect of career progression. However, in this age of disruption and change, it has become critical for professionals across all levels to constantly be on the alert about new trends and methodologies. When people start a new job or switch roles, on-the-job learning is provided by most organizations, however, the bottom line is how quickly an employee can pivot and adapt. For sure, in most cases, an employee at a new job or function will be taken through the processes required to deliver on the tasks, but eventually, the employee will have to resort to other means, online and offline, to perfect themselves. What should companies do? Invest in employees. Not everyone has the motivation, time, or money to take a course in SEO or improve their leadership skills. Moreover, companies generally do not have a training budget, and even if they do, 
Training does not happen frequently enough or is not customized to suit everyone's needs. Essentially, companies need to invest in their employees and there are three ways they can do this. Firstly, by providing free learning modules and training. SCB and Telenor Pakistan have their own learning platforms, Discover and Telenor Academy, respectively. According to Karamabid, Head Country Technology Management, SCBP, Discover has topics ranging from data and analytics fundamentals to sustainable finance foundations. And the platform has a 90% digital adoption rate. Telenor Academy, meanwhile, contains thousands of courses from Coursera, LinkedIn Learning, Telenor curated content, and links to external podcasts and articles. Their employees use the platform daily, and in 2021 alone they logged a total of 27,078 hours. There is, however, still an issue here that is a cause for concern for most employees. How do they find the time to learn? The solution is perhaps to give employees time to learn during working hours. Telenor Pakistan recently organized a three-day interactive learning camp where employees were encouraged to prioritize themselves in those three days and were allowed to delay business meetings to attend the camp. SCB is also working on changing their performance management system, whereby the differentiation between an excellent and good performer will be based on intrinsic motivations for improvement. According to Amma, SCB will be the first organization that will reward people for developing themselves. And in return, we will gain upskilled people ready to take on future roles. Secondly, mentor and guide. Salim is a firm believer in this method. In his view, startups have an edge due to the open-door policy they practice, so that their top management tends to be directly in touch with the majority of their employees. Direct communication enables us to identify who requires what kind of training. For example, a software developer should know more than coding, he should also be connected to the business. We work towards giving them exposure to the business side so that when they go back to their own functions, they understand what the priorities are. Employees need to think not only in terms of their career paths, but in terms of their learning path as well and this can be very different for each individual, which is why an open-door culture is beneficial in achieving this. Thirdly, provide well-being opportunities. Hira Osman, head of talent acquisition, Food Panda, says that her organization does this by offering yoga and Zumba classes during work hours, free counseling services, sessions with nutritionists for a healthy diet, and free health screenings. Offer cross-industry exposure. Companies across different industries can partner to give their employees exposure to skill sets and learnings that each player excels in and vice versa. Telenor Pakistan recently initiated a six-month cross-industry program with Unilever Pakistan with the objective of helping companies explore untapped areas where they can collectively move forward, leverage each other's strengths, and bring success. Such programs enable participants to upskill their capabilities with cross-industry experience and plug those learnings into their respective organizations. Telenor Pakistan brings to the table digital product management, customer experience, governance, digital analytics, strategic and core partnerships, digital marketing, digital accelerator, and API management. Unilever brings techniques such as brand management, 
consumer market insights, and media. So, while Telenor Pakistan is capitalizing on brand development areas and learning to understand Unilever's digital transformation journey, Unilever is exploring achieving operational excellence and how this can improve customer experience through digital transformation. Upskill higher management. Team leaders and managers should not be exempt from upskilling and most of all they should acquire the updated basic skills that their subordinates have. When a chief digital officer does not have basic digital skills or project manager has never used an app, the people under them are negatively affected. If the reporting authority is unable to fully grasp basic concepts related to the job being managed, it can hold employees back. Actar considers agility and focuses as skills necessary for higher management. He cites the example of the fintech organ, where one of the co-founders has a background in design. Due to the co-founders' focus on design, their app has had a sleek and user-friendly design from day one. Compare this to other fintech apps that are difficult to use, the founders or CEOs don't even realize this. Speaking specifically about design, he says that modern organizations have positions like chief experience officers or design officers, whose main responsibility is to keep the life cycle of a website app design human-centric. It was no fluke that Candy Crush or Angry Birds clicked with consumers, it was the design that did it. What should schools or universities do? Even if companies play their part in providing advanced learning opportunities, people need to be encouraged from school onwards to ask questions. Azhar cites his own example of how, during his college years, no one either at home or at college was able to help him understand what he should study and what he was really passionate about. I love technology and did not realize this until I started working for a telco. I did my matric in sciences because, during my college years, people would say Nalayak log computer parte hain and I pursued pre-engineering simply because a friend, who I followed into the field, thought engineers bari parhe like hotai hain. We need mentors early in our lives who work on our individual skill sets. Khan emphasizes that the education system should focus on developing mindsets that encourage people to think about the big picture. This means more project work and collaboration to build student capabilities using modern tools that compete with intelligent machines, along with training around digital skill sets, learning how digital products are made for example. It is only when you start honing into these aspects that you are able to equip people and compete in a fast-moving world. To conclude, to catch up with the changing world, there has to be a sea change in mindsets across the board. Educational institutions need to encourage curiosity and a critical approach from their students. Organizations need to provide a higher degree of mentorship, be prepared to invest in training, and encourage a more collaborative environment. And employees need to understand that to progress in their careers they need to embark on an ongoing process of critical self-assessment and self-learning. A message from our sponsor, Anchor.fm. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me tell you here how it works. It's free, you can register free online. Just go to anchor.fm and register. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or desktop computer, that's how easy it is. 
Anchor will also help to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and many more other platforms. You can also generate income from your podcast, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast, all in one place. Now, you can download the Anchor apps from the Apple Store or Google Play Store. Enjoy the podcast, thanks again. The Five Fronts of Digital Transformation in the Middle Market The past 18 months have brought unprecedented challenges to businesses of all sizes, and the U.S. Middle market was not immune. The National Center for the Middle Market, NCMM, has been tracking the performance and sentiments of companies between $10 million and $1 billion in annual revenues since 2012. After experiencing negative growth rates in 2020, the average revenue growth for the period of June 2020 to June 2021 was 8%. That's good news as average annual growth dating back to 2012 has been approximately 6.5%. However, a closer look reveals a split recovery. 45% of companies reported revenue growth of 10% or more, but another 34% experienced flat or declining revenue. Employment growth also returned to positive rates, with an average growth of 5.9% across the sector. In addition, 70% of the middle market workforce reported being back to their primary work location as of June 2021. Leaders of mid-sized companies also cited the two most difficult aspects of running their business in the current environment. 51% said they are challenged by employee communications, engagement, and productivity, and 45% reported issues with customer engagement. The severity of these challenges varies by industry. For example, 60% of healthcare companies say they struggle with employee engagement, and 55% of construction companies find it difficult to engage customers in new and beneficial ways. With an uneven recovery and ongoing challenges, how can mid-sized companies continue to thrive? We know from our research over the past decade that they are generally resourceful in the face of constraints such as capital, expertise, and time. Focusing on digitizing their businesses will help address challenges around customer and employee engagement. The pandemic has shifted priorities. Investment in various technologies has accelerated because of the pandemic, with the goal of addressing a number of operational areas, such as cybersecurity, customer engagement, and communications. But this shift to digitization does not necessarily reflect how executives are feeling about the state of their own businesses. We asked leaders about the importance of digitization, and while 52% cited it as either important or extremely important, only 35% considered themselves advanced or ahead of their peers. In addition, only 46% of middle market companies say they have a digital roadmap built into their strategy, meaning the rest either have no defined plan or are unable to address it at this time. As with other challenges, digital maturity levels differ by industry. Take the manufacturing industry, which is one of the largest sectors in the middle market at approximately 17% of all companies. Nearly 50% of these businesses say they are concerned with keeping pace with the right technology in order to compete. 
This is concerning because it's not just about advanced manufacturing and artificial intelligence in the factory, technology touches all aspects of the business. For example, Gertrude Hawk is a chocolate manufacturer based in Scranton, Pennsylvania. The 85-year-old company operates 40 physical locations across three states, as well as a consumer e-commerce site and AB2B platform. While their internal processes are excellent, the company had long ignored the importance of strong digital platforms as a means to engage customers. Recently, they focused investment on digital marketing tools, such as an improved website with high-quality photography, in addition to a customer rewards program accessible via mobile devices for easier shopping and ordering. By acknowledging that they were behind their peers, the company has seen increased site traffic, longer average visit times to the site, and growth in rewards membership as a result of their investments. While most of the concerns seen early in the pandemic, uncertainty, continuity of operations, working capital, have largely subsided, customer engagement and employee communications remain a challenge. Nearly one-third of mid-size companies say they have moved permanently to digital communications internally, with another 24% planning to do so in the near future. Additionally, 31% of companies have permanently implemented technology to engage with customers. A great example is Twitty & Company, a hospitality firm located in Duck, North Carolina. The proprietor of hundreds of rental properties in the Outer Banks, Twitty traditionally relied on its strong customer relationships, repeat business, and word-of-mouth referrals. However, with the industry literally shut down during spring 2020, company president Clark Twitty began leveraging investments in CRM platforms to reach customers in new ways. For example, they found that prospects and past renters responded better to text updates than phone calls or emails. The CIM also allowed the Twitty marketing and sales teams to collect and monitor every contact point, regardless of method, to ensure the right mix and cadence, as well as calculating conversion rates. The results have been impressive, driving historic growth and occupancy. Going forward, the company has made a commitment to ongoing innovation, experimentation, and investment in digital communication practices. Many middle market companies are also challenged by resource constraints. Therefore, making similar investments is easier said than done. When asked about obstacles, most companies reference the costs and budget issues associated with new technology. Middle market IT spending is focused on daily operations of the business and cybersecurity, both representing approximately 11% of total budgets. In addition, Firms note a lack of time given other priorities and a lack of proper internal resources to implement these technologies effectively. A framework for digital transformation. Investment in digital tools and processes has not suffered as much over the past 18 months as other business functions, partly out of necessity. Indeed, investment also accelerated as a way to achieve the goal of a more efficient, profitable, and productive future state of work and the investment has paid off. Middle market companies with a digital vision that is clear, comprehensive, and guides strategic decisions grow 75% faster on average than less digitally sophisticated peers. While impressive, 
nearly two-thirds of leaders also say a digital skills gap in their workforce is holding them back from even more aggressive pursuits. So how should executives address these issues? The NCMM developed a framework to help guide middle market companies in the process of digital transformation. Essentially, the enterprise sits in the middle of five distinct but interconnected activities. 1. What we sell product and service offerings. 2. How we produce its supply chain, manufacturing, operations. 3. How we sell it customer experience, channels, marketing. 4. Our IT backbone infrastructure, security. 5. Our workforce talent, digital skills. To address two of the middle market's biggest challenges, we will focus on how we sell it, customer engagement, and our workforce, employee engagement. Customer engagement. Middle market companies say customer experience, lead generation, and marketing tools are currently their top three customer-facing digital priorities. Here are some best practices for making progress in these areas. Place greater importance on integrated multi-channel marketing and sales, finding the right mix of online and offline marketing, sales, and service. Develop a more functional website that connects customers with employees and offers support for products and services. Increase online interaction with customers, website, social media, mobile. Use a variety of digital customer experience and analytics tools. Use technologies that support the sales force, such as CRM systems and social media. Work toward an omnichannel, end-to-end -end digital experience on all platforms and channels. Employee engagement. Accessing, attracting, and retaining the right talent has been a challenge in the middle market for several years. Leaders are especially challenged when it comes to finding potential employees with the right digital skills. To address these issues, middle market companies should do the following. Make a concerted effort to invest in people with specific digital expertise and be willing to pay a premium for the right skill sets. Adopt the latest and best technology and digital processes, including using digital platforms for employee goal setting and performance management and using mobile apps for talent acquisition. Take a strategic approach to realigning the workforce and deciding which activities can be contracted to outside specialists in order to combat the digital skills gap. Provide career training and development and clear career paths. Insico, started in 1947 near Philadelphia, develops and produces high-precision machine parts, originally for the phonograph and textile industries, but more recently for medical, defense, and aerospace customers. Their investments in advanced manufacturing technology have preserved their ability to meet stringent production requirements to the millionths of an inch. While operational investments have helped them maintain their place as a leader in their industry, the focus on customer and employee engagement has also been an important part of their growth. They've revamped their website into a one-stop shop, which is easy to navigate for customers and allows employees to access product materials and make updates easily. Since the launch of the new site, Insico has seen significant increases in page views, pages per session, and average session duration. They've also seen a lower bounce rate, indicating the redesign has made a meaningful impact. By utilizing some of these best practices, 
middle market companies can kickstart or help strengthen their own digital journeys and set themselves up for future growth in the process. Digital mindfulness, being digital instead of doing digital. This saying, often misattributed to Mahatma Gandhi, but actually penned by Arlene Lawrence in her book, The Love Project, encapsulates the difference between doing digital stuff and being a digital business. Organizations attempting digital transformation tend to fixate on projects and processes in lieu of people and products. Worse, in a post-pandemic world, organizations that attempt to return to normal are more apt to be lapped by competitors or not return at all. McKinsey reported that in the past year, companies accelerated their implementation of digital capabilities 20 to 25 times faster than their executives thought possible. Yet most of these changes were not core transformations, but urgent, imperative technology projects to enable remote work or the migration of assets to the cloud. They did not represent a change to the business culture, business model, or organizational mindset. Even Gartner acknowledges this difference, arguing that these kinds of projects are more digitization than digitalization. The latter involves a disruptive transformation, disruptive not only to an industry, but also to an organization itself. Digital transformation follows from longer-range strategic plans, not a set of technology projects. Many businesses think going digital means adding more technology, says Giles Crouch, chief digital officer at Sapient. D, a digital strategy and design firm. Sometimes, though, it's about taking technology away or combining what already exists in smarter ways. Crouch observes it is a challenge for many executives to think in terms of two worlds at the same time, the physical and digital worlds that people inhabit and how they behave differently in each. Indeed, a cautionary pre-pandemic study led by North Carolina State University revealed more than half of organizations' investments in digital transformation initiatives have been wasted. Stanford University Executive Program Director Benham Tabrizi explains, fundamentally, it's because most digital technologies provide possibilities for efficiency gains and customer intimacy. But if people lack the right mindset to change and the current organizational practices are flawed, digital transformation will simply magnify those flaws. CPG manufacturer Mars has implemented some fancy tools and capabilities, according to its chief digital officer, Sandeep Dadloni, but its secret ingredient is the amplification of its employees. The company has trained and immersed over 20,000 of its people in design thinking, 30,000 in data and analytics, and 8,000 in AI and machine learning. Not only has Mars gone big with digital, but it also has put a speedometer on its transformation. Our way of looking at digital is to go 100x, a 100 times faster pursuit of our purpose, Dadloni says. How urgent is it to be digital rather than simply do digital stuff? Only 11% of 1,140 business executives surveyed by McKinsey earlier this year believe their current business models will be economically viable through 2023. 
Digital Transcendence versus Digital Transformation When we are constantly in a state of doing, we lose the big picture, contends Jim Stadler, EVP, and Chief Marketing Officer with First Midwest Bank. Being digital is a way of life and how you operate the business. If it's just another project, it's not part of your DNA, says Stadler. Easier said than done. Many executives have recurrent nightmares about the emergence of upstarts in their industry. That kind of agility can seem unreachable for legacy company executives. Startups today are born and bred digital. So if your business cannot adopt a startup state of mind, then expect a digital upstart to upset your market. But the prospect of digital native upstarts should be more than a psychological torment to executives. Rather, it should motivate them to change both their mindsets and their organization's entire DNA. Four Steps Toward Achieving Digital Mindfulness Being is about authenticity while doing is about achievement. Customers, investors, and partners can tell the difference. Being can be a transcendent state not only for individuals, but also for your organization as a whole. But, ultimately, the consilience of doing and being is essential. They must be balanced. Mindfulness suggests that our existence is primarily shaped by our minds. We can become what we think. Accordingly, keys to achieving digital mindfulness on the path to being truly digital include being intentional rather than responsive to the activities and situations within and around the business. Embrace and be part of the metamorphoses happening both inside and surrounding your market. Being open to and aware of the whole of the business and market, not just seeing it as a set of components. This allows for new framing, resulting in the emergence of new and broader digital business models. Being non-judgmental about what's happening with employees, customers, suppliers, partners, competitors, regulators, etc. Instead, accept the ebbs and flows of the entire ecosystem. This allows for less reactionary, more strategic thinking about how to achieve interconnectedness. Being self-actualizing by seeing your business compassionately through the eyes of others, and not just your immediate stakeholders. This will help you conceive new ways to augment their experience or introduce new individuals to what you offer. Western culture places a lot of emphasis on doing or getting things done. This manifests in a project mindset instead of a product mindset, leading an organization to be focused inward rather than on its place in the world. We must remember our customers, partners, and employees are human beings, not human doings. The more your strategy empathizes with and accommodates their raisons dieta, the more your organization will achieve a change to its cultural genetics and ascend to a higher state of being. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends and colleagues. Please also support us by clicking the support button at our page anchor.fm forward slash Mayfors, M-A-I-F-O-R-S. That's all for today. Hope you enjoy the podcast. We will see you again in the next episode. Have a great day. Take care and stay safe.